Hot Grits Podcast, episode 26. I'm Travis Shadon with Spencer Maddox. Both wearing both wearing super Hell cool yeah. shirts today. If you're listening to this, you should be watching this on YouTube. Cheers. Um, we'll also listen to it, um, but you'll see some crazy stuff. We got a crazy setup today, and I'm not telling you guys anything about it, so you'll just have to look on YouTube and find it. Uh, what are we talking about today? Dude, Dude, we're talking about the NFL being back today. Neither one of us have been big football guys for like the past three years. We're kind of over football because we've it's taken up so much of our lives, and the Falcons and Dogs have let us down. But I'm super fucking hyped for football this year. Well, I was also you know covering I mean? for a living two, yeah. two option football teams. Yeah. That'll take it right out of you. But we've both bitched <laughs> up to each other about football and how it's not as cool as it used to be. But football is back, dude. I, yeah, it's, football's back, and I'm extremely excited. Sports are everywhere. Yeah, it's all sports are all over the walls. There, yeah, it's everywhere. It's, <laughs> we, got, we got football. We're recording this on Thursday the tenth for Friday, September eleventh. Yeah. Um, football. So we got the preview there. Pro football preview, yeah, and then on the back half, we'll we'll talk. It's kind of the same shit we always do yeah. in a different manner. We'll update you guys on the Braves who scored a billion runs uh, Wednesday yeah. night uh, versus... They were fading and then just... Oh, man. They, well, they scored zero runs yeah. on Tuesday against the Fish. Yeah. And then on Wednesday against the very same squad, they scored 29 runs thanks to Adam Duvall's you nine my, RBI effort. Did you see my tweet where I said we should send the Marlins to an alternate site? I did see that tweet. How many yeah. how many interactions did that get? Dude, we're, so we're many interactions. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Spencer Maddox underscore. It would make you uncomfortable how many interactions I get. Anyway. NFL preview first, and we'll give you guys all seven of our playoff teams for AFC and NFC. Let's go. And then there's a Georgia story that's cool too, I think. At least okay. the University of Georgia will not have Ugga on the sidelines due to coronavirus reasons hilarious it's incredible how they get to this conclusion we'll hilarious. talk about that on the backside too all right let's get after we can either start with i'll let you choose we can start with uh like questions talking points yeah. surrounding the nfl season as a whole uh, and i got four or five written down um or we can start with our rundown of the predictions let's do our rundown of the predictions starting with the afc if you don't mind all right we'll start the- with uh, AFC East because yeah. that is where the Dolphins reside. Fins up. Yeah. I'm rocking my own shirt today for the Fins. Um, those of you who listen to this podcast probably already know that I'm a Dolphins fan, but I like to just kind of air that out at the beginning of every season. So if you think at any point in time that your team's having a bad year or that you hate, you know, the way your team's doing, most people listening to this, I would assume Falcons. Um, just imagine it could be worse. You could be dolphin. You could be a dolphin fan. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes always shit. AFC East, no Tom Brady anymore. Uh, Cam Newton Which is enters good. with New England. I'm still taking the Pats. Um, yeah. And like I think is that do you have just the one team coming out of the AFC East for the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got Pats. Um, break that down for them. The expanded playoffs because that's important before we do this. Uh, yeah. So this year there's seven playoff teams in each conference, and the big difference I think is that the two seed no longer gets a bye. Yeah. So. Four division winners, three wild cards in each conference. Um, the one seed gets a bye, and that's it. Right. And we'll remember they did that. They passed this in March, collectively yeah. bargained, right? Um, and Corona had already happened, but they were going to do that this regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has nothing to do with the And then in the future, you'll have an extra game in the regular season. So this will be, I think, the only season where you have 14 playoff teams and only the 17 weeks of the regular season yeah right? 
16 games, 17 16 games. Game. So it'll be 18 week regular season, 17 games. 17 games. And no preseason. Well, you no, you'll have two buys. You'll have two buys in the future. Okay. So and, and but the playoffs will still be expanded. Gotcha. Um, let's do this. I'm going to name my AFC 17s. Go ahead. And then you name yours and then we'll just talk AFC. All right. In the East, let me flip my notepad over. Pats in the East, Chiefs in the West, no duh. Steelers in the North. I fucking love the Steelers this year. Big Ben's always good, unless he's hurt. Yeah. And he was hurt last year. Colts in the South. I somehow picked Phillip Rivers to win a division. Um, I'm not happy about it, but that division is shit. Three wildcard teams in the AFC, the Ravens, Titans, Broncos. So a team from the North, a team from the South, and a team from the West at the AFC. Who you got in the AFC? All right. So coming out of the North, I got the Ravens is winning that division, but I've got actually three teams coming out. I think the Browns. You're a Browns mean, guy this year. Yeah, I am. I'm Drew, I'm Drew Locke guy. Do you know, do you remember that people forget this really, have forgotten this really quickly. Baker Mayfield set the rookie touchdown passing record. He passed Peyton Manning. People, and, people, like, did people forget that? I, I think so, because, I mean, he had one down year, and people were, like, ready to kick him to the curb. Well, they haven't won. Any yeah, last I mean, year, they were on the cover of every magazine in the they world. They were. They got way too much hype last year, but that doesn't mean, you know, I think people are undervaluing them this year is what I mean. I and know I would, on paper the Browns are good, but I, I just, like, won't I ever believe them again. They, they, I mean, they, they let you down one year. How many? How many years of the? <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I, people liked them. Even, I think Mayfield's rookie year was when they had Tyrod Taylor. I mean, people yeah. were talking about them then, um, with with ODB and Jarvis Landry and and all those guys. Now they I'll have say this: I think too. they're better than the Colts. I think they're a better team than the Colts on paper. I think so too. Maybe on paper, yeah. Yeah. So I've got I've got those three teams coming out of the North: Steelers, Ravens, Browns. Uh, in the South, I've got Titans coming out. Um, Derrick Henry's a monster. That team was, I mean, that team was really good last year. <laughs> what they did last year was pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that pick kind of scares me. It feels like they could fall off pretty easily, especially like with your run game being your main thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it seems like if you point to an NFL team and you don't start with their quarterback, like yeah. it's not a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you think about any NFL team. You don't really want to start with their running back. I mean, like, think about it. The Giants, you start with Saquon Barkley. True. They're, they're probably not going to be very good. No. You know what I mean? Like, and you could really go across the league and do that. If you don't have yeah. a court. And, I, like, Tannehill was great last year. But he's been so average. So, he's many, also, so many other years. He's also, like, a new age Alex Smith. It's almost like, just don't lose us the game. And that, you can win nine, ten games with quarterbacks like that. And I think, especially if you're good at everything else, right? And with the Texans down, the Jaguars are just begging to lose. Yeah, they won. They're trying to lose. They are trying to lose every game for Trevor Lawrence. Um, I I think the Colts division is the worst in football. Yeah, I I don't even know that's up for debate. So that one's that's that's what I mean. That division's up for grabs. Yeah, and then the Texans are just depending on Will Fuller and uh, and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that's that's what the Texans are running out there because uh, Bill O'Brien got a bag of footballs for DeAndre Hopkins. So dumb. All right. I mean, they they have the best quarterback in that division. I would think, right? The but, Texans. Yeah. 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 Uh, for sure. I mean, Phil Rivers. I, I put like Gardner Minshew. Good mustache. <laughs> great flow. Other than that, no, I put very little stock in in that Colts team though. That's that scares me. 
So I, I picked the Titans coming out there. Um, there's literally no doubt in my mind that uh, New England wins that division. Maybe, you know, maybe someone gets hurt. Maybe Cam Newton gets hurt and they fuck up. But I, I don't see that happening. And then I got Raiders and, of course, Kansas City coming out of the West. The Pats? I really like the Raiders this year. You really like the Raiders this mm-hmm. year? John Gruden and the Um so, so I think, like, you're a dark horse AFC. Not to contend, but playoff dark horse, Raiders. And Browns. And Browns. That that qualifies. And I think the only really surprise I have, I mean, I, I picked the Steelers to win the division over the Ravens. That's, That's somewhat yeah. of a surprise. Uh, and Colts, obviously, is. Yeah. I really like Jonathan Taylor, that rookie back from Wisconsin. Do you That's, pick? That seventh spot is hard to pick, especially in the South. It's fun, yeah. though. It's cool having that extra spot to play with, like, yeah. especially doing predictions and stuff. like I, It's going to be cool to see the expanded playoff and how it works out. You know, just like in baseball, teams that used to be out of it. Yeah. At eight and eight. Yeah. Shit, maybe even seven and nine. Nine and seven, I would think, almost certainly gets in the let, discussion all year. Let me ask you this. What would surprise you more? The Browns making the playoffs or two teams coming out of the AFC South? No, I think the the Browns making the playoffs would surprise me more. Really? Look, you have to play the Ravens twice. It's, I mean, it's a really hard division. I am obviously really high on the Steelers. You yeah. got to play the Steelers twice. That's four games. Like I think, two and two would be awesome for the Browns in in those four. Yeah, and then you got to work from there. I mean, I don't know if they go one and three in those games. That's not. They just really got they're, dude. They're, they're they're the Falcons of the fucking AFC. I love the Falcons. Who who do you have coming out of the AFC? Like this should be pretty easy. I feel like it's Chiefs and Ravens versus. I everybody. mean, it's yeah, it's hard not to. That's if you you would pick those as tier, your tier one. I like you said. There's. In, in my mind, I do this the same way as I do in basketball. You'd have the Chiefs and the Ravens in Tier 1, and then coming down the line, New England is in that next tier. AFC then, only? Yeah. Yeah. And then probably the Steelers right after them. I would give – but I like I like Kansas City over the Ravens. You I picked the Ravens just tough. because. Just because I didn't want to pick yeah. Kansas City. Because it's, so, it's such a boring pick. I will say this, just like we just said, though. The Chiefs – and Ravens are a perfect example of what this league is now, which is it, but you better have a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Because if Lamar Jackson goes down or Patrick Mahomes goes down, I'm out on both of those teams. Yeah. And potentially even making the playoffs. Like, all this talk out of Kansas City about how great they are and how great of a dynasty they're going to be. Like, you you won one. They're, yeah, they're one injury away. And you also, one Super Bowl. That's when, it. whenever you have a running quarterback like that, where your offense is built around that dynamic, it's... You can't even plug and play. Like you can't do what they did with the Eagles, where Nick Foles stepped in and made this heroic run. That would never happen with either one of those teams. You can't you can't find somebody to substitute in for Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah, and both offenses obviously built completely around them. Around yeah. those two players. All right, let's move on to the NFC. Another the best um, player on the field. We'll do the be. same thing. So Spencer has the Chiefs. I got the Ravens at the AFC. In the NFC, I got Cowboys winning the East, Niners in the West. Packers in the north, Saints in the south, Falcons, Bucks, Seahawks as my wild card teams. Falcons, Bucks, Seahawks. I've got as the NFC wild card teams. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't write it down like that. I just got I got them in division winners, and then I guess I'll go from there. Shame on you. Yeah. So I've got Green Bay coming out of the north, just one team out of there. Out of the south, this can be a rowdy ass division this year. Tampa Bay, Saints, and the Falcons. Uh, just the Cowboys out of the East. And then San Francisco and Seattle. And that was the 
I was torn the most on that. It's hard to leave L.A. out of the playoffs, in my mind, especially with three teams coming out of the South. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think the AFC has the better teams. I think the AFC might have the two best teams in football. And I don't even know that that's that big of a stretch. Yeah. But the NFC, and this seems like it's been like this for a while. In the AFC, it used to be the Pats, maybe another team, Steelers, Ravens, somebody like that. Uh, And then a big drop-off. Seems like it's that way again this year. Like, the NFC has a lot of quality teams yeah. um, in the middle. Whereas in the AFC, you get start getting down to, like, last year, the Titans um, and, and teams like that. Like, it's not as great as you think. The NFC South is a perfect example. I mean, let's focus on the Falcons. Yeah. That division, you start with the three teams that could win it. And then, like, the, if the Panthers are a good football team, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't Teddy either. Bridgewater is not a pushover. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't see them going worse than seven and nine, like maybe six and ten. And I, I think that that division might end up being so good, the NFC South, that ten games wins the division handily. Like in nine games might also win you the division. That's the only thing. They're going to beat up on each other potentially. Yeah. Um, but that's but to me, is the biggest storyline. Does it surprise you if three teams come out of there? I mean, one, you're right. There's not like a lot of – there's not a lot of pushovers in the NFC regardless outside of the NFC East. But – which has two of them, two notable ones. But the Washington football team garbage and the Giants. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones, like people are high on him. I mean I I the the book's still out on him for me. Yeah. For Dan, for Dan Jones. I mean he's just good, a complete football, total man. unknown for me. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. hasn't proven anything. But it would not shock me. Uh, obviously I picked the three teams coming out of the East or the South, excuse me. And I mean, you can't say enough about Tampa Bay. There's no way Drew Brees misses the playoffs this you, year. You right? just can't say enough about Tampa Bay. There's no I, way Drew Brees misses the playoffs. Well, they're good. Like they've increasingly decreased their usage of Drew Brees. Yeah. Like over time, and it's been pretty flawless. I think like they've been pretty good at reinventing themselves. The Saints mm-hmm. under Sean Payton, and like for my money, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Sean Payton is like yeah, I, I would take him over just about anybody. Um, who do you have in the NFC top three. coming out of the NFC? And then let's talk, like, Falcons quickly. Oh, man, this is a tough pick. I'm taking Seattle, even though I didn't win, pick them to win that division. People are high on Seattle. Yeah, I mean, well, they got the best quarterback. I would I would think the best quarterback in the conference. One. In the NFC? In the NFC. It's tough. Who are you going to pick over him? I mean, it's like Tom Brady. Oh. Russell Wilson, uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Would you put Russell Wilson that much higher than Matt Ryan? Yeah. Matt Ryan, all Matt Ryan does is perform, dude. Like, that's I all that guy does is put up numbers. It's. I think he's going to have – Matt Ryan's going to have a big year. It's tough for me to, It's tough for me to put Matt Ryan up there with Russell Wilson, man. I would Russell tear Wilson him – balling. And I hear you. I think you're in the majority yeah. on that. But I would tear Matt Ryan close to Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean – I would put Russell Wilson right there if if uh Would you Lamar, put him alongside if Rodgers, Breeze? Yeah, in the yeah right now? Yeah, absolutely. I would put Lamar and uh Patrick Mahomes as one A, one B, and then right under that tier. I mean, the whole NFL. Yeah. And then right under that tier I've got Russell Wilson. Really? I, I really think he's that good of a player. Where would you slot and Brady? It's I mean it's tough. In terms of Matt Ryan. In terms of Matt Ryan? I'm Matt Ryan. I would think Matt Ryan's the better like football player right now. Similar tier though. Yeah, especially I mean that's like a situational thing when you're talking about the greatest player of all time. 
who would you rather have in the fourth quarter? I, I, no, I think right, I, mean? Like, I mean, like, right now, for 2020. For twenty for the whole season, Matt Ryan. Yeah. What about Roethlisberger? I don't know. I, like, does. Matt Ryan or Roethlisberger? Matt Ryan. I think so. That's what I kind of do. Where I just start, like... Yeah. And then, like, a and then you rank quarterbacks just start sliding themselves yeah. out. You know what I mean? But Matt Ryan is sort of that enigma. Like, I always put him, like, above, uh, like, prime Phil Rivers... And then, like, below, like, a cool slot below. But he gets a really bad rap, and that's affected his his ranking in, like, the national media. Well, look. Because of what happened in the Super Bowl. I think so, too, yeah. Because what – That really sucks. All right, let's stick on the Falcons, but but I'll say I I, I like the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's first year at the NFC. Uh, They – Dak Prescott is going to get better, I think. Ezekiel Elliott is already great. And then they have really two bona fide number ones, I think, out wide. Yeah. And, and, and like, I, I forget his name right now, but a rookie receiver coming in as well. Does it not seem like they succumb to the pressure every year? Like, Cowboys? They, yeah. Of course. Just, it of feels course. like it, man. Like, yeah. I they mean, really feel it. And I, Well, uh, Jason Garrett not being there anymore, I think kind of yeah. – Jerry Jones – has finally got moved on from Jason Garrett, his protege, or you know what I mean, like his, his prodigal son. And Mike McCarthy is a really good football coach. And I think what he did in Green Bay yeah. is very, very similar to what could happen in Dallas. A lot of it depends on Dak Prescott, obviously. Um, Falcons over under in Vegas this year, 7.5. I would hammer though. Which is hilarious. I would hammer yeah, that I over. Hammer. Like, I, I think Falcons 9-7 and seven would be... I, they, what did they go to end the year last year? They won like six straight games or something. Like it that? wasn't six straight, but it it was like yeah, it was like six of seven or something like that. But they were they saved Dan Quinn's job. I mean, yeah. he was hanging on by a thread. At they were zero and six, zero and seven, something like that, or or one and six, or one and seven. Like they were bad. If and then they and if the Falcons miss the playoffs, even even with an eight and eight record or a nine and seven <laughs> record, you got to think Dan Quinn's gone this year, right? Who knows now with with the Falcons? I, like that was one of the questions, yeah, one of the storylines I had. First off, you're over on seven point five. I am. Yeah. Uh, next thing on the little rundown here is Dan Quinn a good football coach? I don't know. I don't know. Either. He got us to the Super Bowl, so it's like. Yeah, and, and every year the Falcons have a rash of injuries on defense, and it seems like it happens week one and week two. Like this year, they didn't have to go through their preseason, so I'm yeah. nervous about. Their week one game, they, they start with Seattle in the Mercedes Benz. I mean, in, in the Benz. That's that's as much of a barometer as you're going to get yeah. early in a season to host the Seahawks, um, who I think the Falcons went through the Seahawks to get to the Super Bowl the last time they were there. Um, I'm over on that. I don't know if Dan Quinn's a good coach. I know Thomas Dimitrov is not a good general manager. I've never been sold on what he is. But what he has done is put 11 first-round picks on the offensive side of the ball for the Falcons. It's crazy. Think, think about that. 11 first-round picks on the offensive side of the ball for the Falcons. Um, uh, one more question that I have, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, Wait, so who did you have coming out of the, the NFC? Cowboys. Cowboys? Really? Yeah, I got Ravens over Cowboys in the Super Bowl. What about you? You're I think, deciding I think, on the spot, huh? I, yeah. Well, no. I, I, I said Seattle, and I think I'm going to stick with Seattle. So, Seattle. I was, I was trying to pick between K, uh, Kansas City and Seattle. And I'm going to go Kansas City over Seattle for that Super Bowl. Um, One more question I had, and then we'll wrap it up. Where are we at, Producer Ray? 
20 minutes. Okay, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. How soon will Falcons fans blame the offensive coordinator if the offense struggles? Week three. Week three? Week three. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about right. I do it. I do it first week. It's a Falcons yeah. epidemic. It's a Falcons fan epidemic to blame the offensive coordinator no matter what that guy's name is or what he like and you they know keep doing it to us though man like here's the thing dude you, you cannot blame you don't blame the guy making a few a, a couple million dollars ever in any walk of life no you blame the guy hiring that guy you have to blame the guy on the field making 30 something million yeah dollars. like it's matt ryan's job to you do you think tom brady is really a product of josh mcdaniels no. 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 A lot of people do think that, though. Like, you but, have to be able to overcome the two, an offensive coordinator not being great. I mean, he still puts up great numbers. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's, a so couple years ago, that's, they had that that's Julio what people, Jones thing in the red zone. Like, he didn't have any touchdowns. Yeah, that's what people, That's what drives people insane, is that Matt Ryan's putting up all these numbers and we're fucking losing games. Yeah. And the, the frustrating play call, like you said, in the red zone, it's... I, I don't know what to think about it. I, I, I get suckered in as a fan... Because when someone starts talking about it, they, they make a lot of sense to me, especially when I get emotional about football. But it's tough. It, it would seem like it would seem like Dan Quinn or Matt Ryan is more to blame than the OC. But as a Falcons fan, I can say that I'm going to be fucking pissed by week three for sure if they're not putting up 30 points a game. Yeah, they need to look the part. Yeah. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll have an ad right now. Then we'll talk college football, Georgia. Uh, a mascot not being allowed on the sidelines because of Corona. Um, and then Braves and NBA playoffs headed towards a game seven for Raptors and Celtics. One more time, your Super Bowl pick is? Seattle over, or excuse me, Kansas City over Seattle. I got, I got Baltimore over Dallas. Um, I like we'll that we didn't have the same pick. That makes it. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side of the break. Stay tuned for a riveting ad read from your boy. back to Hawk Reds podcast. Uh, on the other side of the break, we are now going to start with... You want to start with the mascot, Georgia mascot? I think we should start with the NBA and then work our way to that mascot. All right. Yeah, we teased the mascot a lot. Yeah. We, we must get to that. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics have gone from being the best team in the world to on the brink of elimination nervous? in Game 7. I'm extremely nervous. Uh, game 3... So we recorded uh, last week just before the tip yeah. of what ended up being a fucking absurd ending to a game that the Celtics had in hand. OG and Obi. That was game four. With correct? the corner three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the corner three. The Celtics could have gone. No, that was game three, excuse me. That was game three, yeah. yeah. But the Celtics could have gone up 3 0 in that game. Instead, they went 2 1, and now here we are. Game seven. Game so, seven. Yeah, game three, game six uh, were just nuts. Game six, uh, which was last night. Instant class. Wednesday night, yeah. That was, I, I think I texted you, that was one of the best playoff games I've ever seen. I mean, Period. objectively, I think a, lot of a would, double overtime finish is always a thriller, but it was, I mean, every three was answered. It was like, they yeah. were throwing haymakers. Yeah, Fucking especially haymakers. down the stretch. And it was like the perfect mix of, I thought, good defense, like, as opposed to bad offense. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, you can teeter on that line, especially in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, see Nuggets, Jazz, game seven. Yeah. For a prime example of that like it felt like an old school game and I was thinking during the game what it reminded me of and when I say old school I don't mean like you know like the old 
white guy NBA. Yeah. I mean, like, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, And it reminded me of the Pistons. Both of these teams remind me really? so much of the Detroit Pistons in the, because they have a good quality team, good coaching, seem, like a pretty good core on both sides. Yeah. It's been there. This will be the Celtics if they win, and I'm knocking on every piece of wood I can find. <laughs> if they win game seven, this will be the Celtics' third uh, conference finals with this court. Right. They haven't reached That's... the finals yet, but I mean, like, but they got a, a really Chauncey important Billups, that's a good start. Rip Hamilton. Like I the trajectory that they're on, I, I'm okay with Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think they're I think Tatum and Brown are both better than anyone that was on that Pistons team. That Pistons Maybe team so, was yeah. badass, but they weren't like Right, but then they had like they didn't have like twenty five point per game scores. No, yeah, and, and Marcus Smart has been electric. He has. For Boston. A lot of people think he's gonna come to Atlanta. I, I think so. he would fit alongside Trey Young. I for, think that would be badass, dude. For sure. But um, he's signed though, so that would have yeah. to come through trade. Yeah. But that that game six, it's funny you say that. It reminded me of a March Madness game almost. The guys were hitting contested threes. They were hitting shots that that Kyle Lowry shot. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dude. Both teams were gassed. Yeah. Heading into and overtime. They kept... And they played another one. Like Bam, bam, bam. And it was a bam. little bit of everyone, too. It yeah. really wasn't one person. I mean, the only person that, like, Kimball Walker might as well not have even showed up. Like, I think he had, like, nine assists. Yeah. Quad, but he took six field goal attempts in a double overtime game. That can't happen, bro. Like, that cannot happen. It, it, if you're and a that's, Celtics that's fan, the like, issue, that's troublesome. That's the issue with the Celtics doing it by committee so much. It's like, do you want to take the ball out of Jason Tatum's hands? In double overtime, do you want to take the ball out of Marcus Smart's balling? He's hitting all these open threes. Right. Do you? I mean, do you want Kimba to force it? My my issue, and not so much with the Celtics and Raptors because they were hitting shot after shot last night. My issue with every other team in this playoff has been they have given up on the contested layup. They've given up on trying to dunk on people. If you drive, they drive and they kick every single time. And then there's a foul on the three point shooter. Yeah. And that's that's what's becoming crazy. It, How many yeah, oh man. Kyle Lowry had one in like a really important moment in the game. He had a four point play. Well, they had that a was, six point possession. That was wild. Toronto too. had a six point possession in the third, and it it changed the whole trajectory of the game. The Celtics ended up going into the fourth quarter down by four. Um, th- those two teams were gassed. They're playing every other day. They're set to play Friday night, or yeah, Friday night nine p.m. Yeah, game seven. Uh, they're set to play and. The Miami Heat are just sitting back with their feet propped up, watching this all go down. Like, I don't know. That matters, but I'm I'm going to tell you this it right now. It depends what Game 7 looks like. Like, if it's another knockdown drag yeah. out, I would, you would almost have to punt Game 1 yeah. to Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think you do. I think they just probably give will. Miami Game 1 and then just, like, play from there because the chances of you beating arrested Jimmy Butt, Goran Dragic, the way Tyler Hero is playing – like that I'll say this, a dude. Good team. They they are. They surprised the shit out of me in the. I think we both said that we thought we were, they were frauds coming in. Which, like I wasn't sold on Miami being real, but I think what they did to Milwaukee and the way they are set up now, like they haven't played that many games, yeah. bro. Yeah, they, they have not played that many games. They swept the Pacers, correct? I yeah, they did. Okay, then you beat I still Milwaukee think, in five. Like I still think that's impressive that whoever comes out of this series beats Miami. In the next round. Would you put the Raptors in a seven-game series right now? What would you... You pick the Raptors to beat the Bucks? Yeah. They look terrible, bro. Right? I mean, that was a bad matchup for them. 
for a lot of reasons. It's it seemed like they they knew what to do against Giannis and guys couldn't hit their open shots. And again, they abandoned they abandoned the contestant layup. They they abandoned the drive to the basket. They were shooting so many threes. It felt like every possession ended in a three point miss. Yeah, but and Chris Middleton kind of was who he was. Like yeah, he is capable of winning a game for you. But one he's not game. capable. Right. One game. He's right. capable of winning one game, not At, two. Like here and there. And which, which means something. I was but, honestly really proud of how the Bucks played in that game five. I was really I like I not proud, but I was like that's such a great word, proud. Yeah. Like I was You're proud of the team that lost in five. I wasn't I wasn't let down by that effort in game five. I thought they, they showed up. But it good lord, it's not enough. And if you're gonna if you're gonna say that he's a top three player, which everyone says he is you gotta do. You cannot lose to Miami. That Miami team in five games, bro, it can't yeah. happen. But all that aside, I had issue with how this this NBA playoffs has taken shape, especially with teams that have played the Rockets. We saw it last last week. The Lakers currently playing. The Lakers currently playing, but we saw it last week with OKC. I think I was texting you about this. It was like, good lord, they have. They have no one on the floor over 6'5", and no one's punished them for it. it was P.J. Tucker playing at the 5. Right? Playing at the 5. Yeah. And they had Steven Adams. OKC had Steven Adams on the floor, who has a back-to-the-basket game, who's sh- the strongest man in the NBA. Everyone says that. And I think he he might have finished with max 10 attempts, 12 attempts. I didn't see them going pounding the floor. Right now, Anthony Davis is shooting something like 66% from the floor. And I'll play. Un, it's un, is it's unbelievable. And his true shooting percentage is even higher than that. He's because he's shooting well from three. I think he said two or three from three. They have a they haven't abandoned, but it doesn't make sense to me why he doesn't touch the ball in the post almost every position possession the and until Davis. they stop it. Yes. Until they stop it. It's almost like coaches and there might be a balancing of ego. I know you, you've got one of the greatest players to ever play the game on that team, and he needs his touches too. But it does not make sense why they haven't punished every in every team. Why they haven't punished them only having a six five player on the floor? They haven't gone to, and they've shot so many threes, man. And I get the analytics. It, it, I was a big analytics guy. It makes sense. You want shots close to the basket, and you want threes. But good lord, don't abandon the post play, especially when that's your biggest advantage, right? Yeah. Is that, is that not frustrated the shit out of you to see? I like. I I think the Lakers have been playing. Pretty well since game one. They in have. The series. But, I mean, this could be a sweep, dude. In, in my mind, it, it could have been a sweep. It's it, And you said it best. It's almost like they, teams get suckered into playing how the Rockets play. They do. They do. But, I mean, it, it's indicative of, a, like, it makes me think they're not as smart as they think they are. If they, if they can't figure out that this ball needs to go into the post against a smaller player and bang until it gets stopped, until they make Tyson Chandler come on the floor... You have to punish those matchups. And the fact that they haven't is troublesome, dude. Yeah. Like, but at the end of the day, like, hasn't LeBron proved that he can win in a hundred different ways? I mean, he, yeah. LeBron James is playing out of his mind, I think. Like, yeah. he's really playing well. He's playing well. You know his true shooting percentage is, like, no, 5% nerd. lower than Anthony Davis? It's not close, dude. And Anthony Davis has one more point. I think LeBron has like 10 more attempts on the series. LeBron's doing Smash. an awesome job of balancing that because so many times in playoffs we've seen him in this mode where he has to get the most frustrating term in basketball. He has to get everyone involved. Yeah. So the most frustrating thing in all, if you're spending time trying to get Contavious Caldwell-Pope involved, 
Danny Green involved, they shouldn't be involved. Yeah. It shouldn't be that difficult to get them involved. Like, you're out yeah. there too, bro. KCP, you're allowed it's, to get yourself involved. Yeah. That's allowed. It's, it's in my mind, Anthony Davis is the second best player on the floor. There is no one on the floor who can guard him. I like and there are people on the floor that can stay in front of LeBron James. There's no one on the floor that can guard Anthony Davis. Yeah. And he's not touching the ball enough. And that's frustrating to me. And it's indicative of something larger in the NBA. They've, they've like, abandoned, you know. They've abandoned common sense, and they're just shooting three, 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 three. All right, let's wrap up on the NBA. And I think Clippers over Nugs is a foregone conclusion at this point. The Clippers yeah. are – like Clippers versus LA, I'm getting so excited about. And so I hope Houston doesn't fuck it up. Denver seems to be playing along. They, they won't fuck it up for me. LA versus LA is going to be wild. It is. In the West, if that happens. Like, Kawhi versus the way LeBron James is playing right now. And, like, stacking Kawhi and Paul George up, who I think the Clippers, we would all agree, have a better top four. But when you're talking Anthony Davis versus yeah. Paul George at, at the number two. That's and not, not mono mono but, like, at the number two slot. Like, I, I'm prepared to call LeBron versus Kawhi a wash. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with uh, that. I'm okay yeah. with that. Paul George versus Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, five billion. Should be. And then I think three and four, you'd give the edge to the Clippers. So that's, to me, is going to be fascinating. And to see, like, has a coach ever been alongside LeBron James and not been talked about? Yeah, this guy's in the shadows. Frank Vogel Nobody gives a fuck has done a masterful job of yeah. not being controversial. Yeah. I, think, I, mean, I mean... I don't know if you would call it masterful. He... I haven't seen like him make an imprint on the series at that's, all either. That's the key to coaching LeBron James. Yeah. Ask Ty Lue. That's stay the key. Yes, yeah, stay the hell out of it. Yeah, and let him get in front that's of the so mic. depressing. Let him talk about it because it's his fucking team, anyways. Um, let's figure. Let's head. be honest. It's it's his league. Uh, and Adam Silver, I know you're a listener. I'm sorry, I still respect you, but it's it's LeBron's league. It's LeBron's league. Been that way for a minute. You cuck. Uh, super stoked about Lakers clips. Uh, one more thing on the NBA, Billy Donovan mutually let go by OKC. I don't really have any takes on that. All, all I know is like everything I've heard and read, they stress how amicable this was like, and how mutual this was. Yeah, what it means is they, they're not sure if they want to rebuild or if they're going to keep this current roster next year. Kind That's of what that means. same spot that Billy D was in when he got the job. Yeah. Like, it immediately went from OKC built for title runs. Yeah. Into like all of a sudden now it's now you're giving Chris Paul instead of Kevin Durant a year and a half into the job like yeah the, that's tough. Just... Billy Donovan's gonna get a job and like I don't know how late in the game it, it would be for him to get a college job but if he wanted to man he could go to a premier program he could pretty much go anywhere right I outside mean, of like five teams in the NBA and maybe like. If you're, teams Florida, basketball, if you're maybe? Florida and, and their coach has done a decent job, I, I, his name his name is escaping me right now, but Florida's head coach has done a pretty good job right now. Uh, it's Mike something. He's done a pretty good job. If you're Florida, throw the house at Billy Donovan yeah. to bring him back. I mean, could you imagine him back in the SEC versus – I want to see Billy SEC? Donovan in the NBA, but yeah. You would I mean, have, then you would have John Calipari, uh, Avery Johnson, Bruce Pearl – who I love, Billy Alabama, Bruce dude. Pearl, so Billy awesome. Donovan, uh, um, uh, Tom Crean, who's a, per, a personality yeah. at Georgia. The SEC would have its share of Rick Barnes yeah. at Tennessee. I mean, like, 
That's a pretty good stable of coaches that would, I think would be better than what they have. In I think if, right I think if you're Billy <sighs> Donovan, nice. you you don't want to go to the SEC and have to deal with Kentucky. All they the can time. certainly throw the money at you. Yeah, especially at, can at, you at recruit a program with Florida. can you recruit with that guy though? Can you maybe Perry? <laughs> maybe I don't Tough. know if that's something that he would want to get back into. That's probably a demotion. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk quickly about this. Yeah. Here's my car line going off again. It's it's going to be a staple now in every episode. This guy. Shut up. Shut up, Carlon. <laughs> All right, Carlon, shut up. Uga uh, is not allowed on the sidelines for University of Georgia games. Hilarious. Because of NCAA and SEC rules that only essential personnel be on the sidelines for college football games. Are they, are they really scared? Is it because of the humans that have to take care of Aga? That's the okay. play. Like, that's the that's what they're okay. saying. And, and that makes more sense. Sonny Siler and the Silers who are in Savannah, based in Savannah, who breed the Uggas and have been doing it forever, uh, they are good with this. Like, they don't – they're good with not being on the sidelines this year until a vaccine yeah. comes out because they don't want to be, you know, exposed or be, like, the only people on the sidelines that aren't essential. You don't want to ever be the guy that's is the there, only non-essential. Is there any chance that this is an attempt by Georgia to get out of the whole PETA controversy from last year, <laughs> like, while they can, like, let it go away for a little when bit? When they played Texas in the Sugar Bowl – Two years ago. Yeah. And they got housed by Texas. Bevo, at halftime, the Texas, uh, the Longhorn. He fucking lost his mind. Dude, he almost murdered Ugga. Like, a lot <laughs> of people were giving Ugga decent odds, like yeah. plus 500 there. I'll take that. But it almost happened. And I then I, I was still at the Savannah Morning News at the time. I called PETA and, and, and then called the Stylers and talked to them too. And I mean, it, it is crazy how passionate yeah. people are about that issue like, really, I couldn't care as a college football fan and as a person that grew up as a Georgia Bulldog fan I don't care it doesn't make it doesn't make sense fully it's not like they think it's inhumane like it's not like they think it's fucked up for him to be on the sideline because he's air conditioned in there and he's got plenty of water I think it's almost like they think it's like he doesn't have dignity Peter? or something yeah they, well they don't want they, animals paraded around like, I yeah it, I, I, I guess whatever man College football is going to be here this Saturday, bro. You think Ugga gives a shit? I can't wait. College football this Saturday. ACC kicks off. Uh, Teams like Georgia Southern kicking off. Georgia Southern hosts Campbell um, University. I almost can't. Saturday in Paulson Stadium. I can't believe they're playing college football. It's what? It's fucking nuts. When the Chiefs and the Texans play tonight, Thursday night, when that ball kicks off, like, then it'll be real for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe when it drops below 90 degrees outside, it'll also start feeling real. Yeah. Um, But football's here. Uh, U.S. Open next week in golf. High school football. Shout out uh, WSAV Game of the Week Friday night. If you're listening to this on Friday, tune in tonight. Big high uh, school football guy. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm on uh, I'm on the TV. Most people, to get my thoughts, have to read. True. So now you won't have to read. You can see my beautiful mug well, on you WSAV. Can, you can see our beautiful mug on YouTube as well. I'll be at your alma mater, actually. I'll be alma at, mater. I'll be at Calvary. Hell yeah. Uh, for Bullock Academy. Uh, so check that out. 7.30 on Friday night. What else you got, dude? Anything else? I think I'm good, man. Braves Braves scored a billion runs. Oh, they did. We almost forgot about that. Well, like, I don't think we need to like go in depth in it, but Adam Duvall, nine RBIs. Braves score 29 runs on Wednesday night, which hasn't happened in 100 years. Of, of- Dude, I was locked in. Baseball can never make me turn away from basketball, and I was literally just watching the It was the happening game. at the same time as the Celtics wrapped, too. Like, yeah, well, uh, the, the first part, and then it bled over into uh, Lakers. Right. Not they, Lakers, it was uh, Clippers. Clippers and yeah, Nuggets. but they were at a measly 15, 16, 17 runs. Like that, yeah. you, you see that a few times a year. Like, yeah. 
Once it once it got to that, I was like, "Holy shit, are they about to break a record?" It it was close. Dude, I was on thirty watcher, and I was just thinking like corn dogs, Jackie. Do you know? Did you corn know dogs that, for all these people to get to thirty runs? Did you did you know the the record was thirty six? No, not until like yeah. not. I, I saw that during the game, like, or well, the MLB record. Yeah, yeah. The Chicago Cubs in the eighties or seventies. Seventies, yeah. 70s. But Braves franchise record was not was, Atlanta Braves. Braves franchise record. Yeah. Since I, I think it has, they scored twenty nine. I believe. Yeah. Was the number in the fifties and nineteen fifty six? Crazy. Crazy. Um, Ozzy Albie's back. Max Fried back. September sixteenth. Cole Hamill's back. Next week. Let's so go. Dude. Hopefully, hopefully we, we get to see what this team looks like before the playoffs for like a week. They got. They better have Hamill's back. Um. Anything else? Good man. All right. Please, please, please go to YouTube. Type in the Hot Grits Podcast. Hit that little bell. Subscribe. Subscribe, please. Screenshot it. Tweet it at us at Podcast Grits, and we'll do something crazy for you. Uh, thank you to producer Ray and Independent Lasagna Productions. Uh, OG name there. Yeah. Um, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Jadon Sports. Follow can, me at Spencer Maddox underscore underscore Don't at the back end. Yeah. Another veteran move. Yeah. And then email the pod. Um, at hotgritspod at gmail.com until next week thank you guys for listening to season 2 episode 6 or episode 26 of the Hot Grits podcast Uh, stay safe and wash your hands you filthy animals peace